Welcome into Highly Disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop. With me, as always, Ryan Stickle. Yeah, little Jonas Brothers start the yeah, show. Yeah, we had to, let, had to let it play a little longer than usual. I was feeling it. Good vibes. Yeah, I was feeling it too. Yeah. Could just played the, I could, we should have just turned the mics on and just like sung the whole song. We could have. That would confuse some people. It like, would have. There's some people just karaoke. <laughs> We'll do, we'll do that one day when, we, when we're just trying to get thrown off the air. We'll just turn the mics on during the music and do karaoke for everything. Listen, song. if we didn't get thrown off the air last week... Exactly. It's never happened. You're never going to take us off. We're bulletproof now, folks. We're uncensored. <laughs> we're off the books. <laughs> yeah, so we survived. And, uh, so did America. America survived. I think. I think. Well, yeah, so, so far. far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, we got some time left, but um, yeah. yeah. Looking to make it to the end of the year, I guess. Mm-hmm. We should make it to 2021, and then from there, we'll see what happens. Yep, we'll see what happens. <laughs> America, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, yeah. You know who else was uh, seeing what happens? Um, sports. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you might sp- mention one specific team, but just all the sports. I was just... hoping there would come one would come to mind, but it never did. No, everyone's, everyone's seeing what's happening, I think, right now. It's just completely chaotic the sec is seeing what's happening because uh they canceled two very big games this week uh was it texas a&m and tennessee and lsu alabama yes they've already been canceled as uh some sort of virus spreads across uh america was that like the flu in the fall or something yeah i think that's what it is allergies Mm mm-hmm yeah, bad allergies cancel the games. Something uh, like that, yeah. Uh, four whole days in advance. Seasonal allergies are spreading uncontrollably across America. Man, it's going to be getting scary, though. You get the, the allergies, you think maybe you're sick. Yeah. Like, people are going to be quarantining because they got allergies. Because it's just <laughs> like you don't, you don't know. You never know. Yeah, you don't know. Mm. So, yeah, we're not going to lead off with college football, though. That's stupid. No. That's your breaking breaking news for the yes whatever breaking news college football it's happening unless it's not <laughs> let's see the nfl that's ha- that's happening yeah uh, yeah for the most part i mean uh, they've, they've gotten three weeks in now with no weird yeah. postponements two weeks i don't know i don't, I don't know time doesn't yeah. exist you anymore. know what i actually i want to start with something else because there was actually some like pretty recent news in the nba which is that they've come to an agreement with when uh they're going to basically the rest of their all season schedule yeah because the season ended like a month ago ish maybe a month and a half i don't know time is an illusion it feels like at least six months ago but i know it's less just from logic so the season ended like a month ago whatever four five six weeks ago uh the draft is next wednesday oh uh, <laughs> it's news to me. <laughs> I was wondering if you would know that. No, I had no clue. Honestly. No, it sure isn't. Wow. And then uh, just recently, last day or two, the Players Association and the NBA came to an agreement on the rest of their collective bargaining agreement, and free agency will be two days after the draft. Oh, wow. So We're not even going to be done breaking down the draft, and it's like, hey. Yeah, so I don't even so think they signing. have lifted the trade um whatever they call it trade embargo yeah so 
they it's I, I believe it still stands that teams cannot trade players right now. And the draft is a eight days away, Ugh. and free agency is ten days away, and so free agency starts on November twentieth, ten days from now. Okay, I believe I might be off by a day or two, but basically it starts around November twentieth. Ten days from now, yeah, today's yeah. the tenth. Yeah, um, eighteen twenty. Yes, November twentieth, and then t- players can start signing on November twenty second. Wow. The season starts December twenty second. <laughs> uh, they just, they're s- so desperate to get those Christmas games in. It's all they those. really are. Like, yeah, that's the ratings. I mean, of your regular season games, Christmas. That's that's number one. I heard today that uh, Danny Green said if they start that uh, if they start at that December twenty second date, that LeBron would not be there for the first month of the season. <laughs> I think LeBron said something <laughs> along the lines of he's just going to be cherry picking the, the whole first two weeks. Yes. like he's yeah, like he said know, that he's in not. His, Conversation with Obama on uh, the the shop is, is that what that was from? I believe so. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's it's gonna be weird. Guys like LeBron, Jimmy Butler, those guys. I mean, they're they're not. There's no way they're even gonna be seventy percent. Like their bodies are just right. not ready for that. No. Um. Plenty of other guys should be fine, but anyone who's in the conference semifinals or the finals is just gonna be like, hey, listen, like. The teams that didn't go to the yeah. bubble, they're going to be like, all right, let's go. Oh, my gosh. They, the Warriors? Oh, the Warriors are going to be ridiculous. I mean, you think, uh, who's some teams? The Wizards should be fine. You know, their important players weren't yeah. in the bubble. John so Wall should be coming back, I be- believe. Their best should be fresh. Um, trying to think of who else missed the bubble and it was good. The Hawks the- are not bad. Hawks aren't bad. The Pelicans should be all right. They were in the bubble, but they weren't. They didn't. The do, Suns didn't too. last too long. The Suns should be all right. I mean, those teams had. I mean, how long after they were out did did we have in the playoffs? I mean, it was a good amount of time. It's obviously not a full off season, but they were, they were even, out before September. Yeah. So and, I mean, even for those guys, especially what they're used to um, missing the playoffs every year. Um, right. <laughs> they're used to that real long off season, but no, those they should be fine to come back and play. Uh, it'll be different. I'm, they're going to be in the. In the team's cities, in their arenas. Yep. Uh, I don't know what the fan capacity is. I heard 20, 25%, and that feels high for smaller indoor arenas. But Yeah, I don't know if they might just do f- friends and family of players. I, don't, yeah. I have no idea what they'll, what they'll do. Um, I think they're going to sell the suites, I believe, because they, they yeah. you can easily isolate from other groups there. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, I don't know. So, obviously, there's probably going to be certain cities with no fans, kind of like the NFL or college football, where it's sometimes you have no fans, sometimes you have you know 10 percent. it's it's like a scattering and sometimes you have 50 percent, and it's disgusting <laughs> yeah it'll be or, more or it's reported as 50 percent, and then you look at the crowd and you're like uh like this, maybe this stadium is full yeah it looks full yeah so we'll see um obviously the nba was all out in front of all this stuff so i imagine they'll be yeah they've gotten the chance cautious. they've gotten the chance to basically see the mlb try to do a whole season already the nfl in the mm-hmm. middle of the season they got to go through their own playoffs in a bubble so they've already so they've had the most most info to go off of in I terms think, of starting um, up a season in the middle of a pandemic. The NBA has the most leeway, I think, schedule wise, because MLB, you have all these games, but you play every single day. It's hard to move that around. Mm-hmm. Uh NFL, you play once a week and their bodies just cannot handle adding games back like, you know, twice a week, whatever it may be. NBA, uh, you have, you know, two, three, maybe four games a week. 
Um, at most, you're you have days off in between. They've talked about you know if you have a West Coast East Coast road trip, playing all those games together. Like say you know like the Lakers will go play the Knicks twice back to back. Like the and those it it'll be all on in one place or the other. But they're just like let's get the games in whatever and whatever we have to do uh, limit travel as much as we can. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what they do with that. Uh, I don't think we have do we have a date on the schedule release? I don't think so. I imagine that's going to be very yeah. last minute. The only thing schedules are hard to put together. Like yeah. even with all the technology we have, like the NFL schedule today is still put together by multiple computers. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the only thing that the NBA is going to have trouble with compared to other sports is that in the event of an outbreak, which over the last couple of weeks when it comes to uh football been very the frequency is going up it's every week it's going up uh like i said there's already been two sec games canceled this week nba nfl football rosters you know college football rosters are like 100 people Uh, nfl rosters are like 70 people when you count in the practice squad mlb has got 25 man rosters at least 40 man rosters yeah nba rosters are and and whole not this season but minor league players who they kind of had in a alternate site so even more baseball yeah nba rosters are 15 players deep (laughs) and we've seen football teams break out in bigger numbers than that especially in college oh man so there's a situation where if you have someone catches it on your team and they don't know it and they've spread it around other teammates you're not gonna be there's a chance that you're not gonna just be able to play at all yeah unless they're gonna do something like they have all of g league affiliates and they're really they're gonna you know expand rosters uh, really far have just you know really like like a provisional roster well like you travel with 15 guys but you have 15 or more guys waiting in the wings in case you got to bring them on yeah that's we what g- i was thinking i i can't imagine they're gonna put the resources towards having a g league season I think no. those guys will be on standby and they'll be working out with the yeah. teams either at their facility at a different time or even with the actual team themselves. And they'll expand rosters or they'll, you know, like we, you'll said, you said, um, like game day, you have an active roster and you promote whoever from that pool of, let's say, 30 yeah. players. And this is really good. The way that they're doing this offseason, how short it is, these rookies, they're going to have no, for no summer league. Oh, they're going to be drafted in a week. And then, like, five weeks later, they're playing real NBA games. After not playing competitive basketball, at that point, it would have been eight, nine months. You're talking end of December. The tournament was canceled. The the so yeah, we, conference, I mean, we, we we're talking about nine months. First, yeah, first not, week nine, March. nine and a half months of not playing real, real meaningful basketball. Yeah, so that's, it's going to be ugly. It between the, between be. the rookies and the veterans who played late into the season, it's not. It's going to be not good basketball. It'd be like how the bubble was starting out. Kind like the of, bubble yeah. was not. The bubble ended up having some great basketball. Yeah. When they got into it, but those uh, preliminary games, the early games, and the seeding games, it was some ugly basketball. Uh, a lot of turnovers. Guys just kind of getting used to no fans. Mm-hmm. Um, all those type of things. So, yeah, I don't expect it to be a good start. But you know, the, the it's the Christmas games. They want that in. Um, they weren't gonna. They weren't gonna start the season without that. That's just yeah. that's money. That's TV deals. That's you know all day on Christmas Day you're dominating TV, which NFL is trying to get in on past few years. But yeah. NBA Christmas Day, it's that's it's that's the thing. That's their thing. Yeah. That's their Thanksgiving. Yep. And 
it could potentially affect the draft because if you are have this short offseason where you've got a month to bring in your rookie draft picks and get them ready to play real basketball, you could say, well, we don't want a guy who's maybe... If you're a team that you think you're ready to, pl- you're ready to make a playoff run, you may not take a flyer on, on a guy who's like high upside, you know, boomer bust kind of guy. Like, I think with the Warriors sitting at the number two pick, this draft has an obvious top three that's going to go, you know, one, two, three. You know, maybe there's, you know, one of them slides down to four or five for whatever reason. But if let's say that the Warriors were sitting at number five and the top three, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman are off the board. So you're kind of, you're left to the rest of the, the second tier. Yes. And it, it, to begin with, the draft isn't jumping out at you like it has in the past right. two, three years. So if you were a team like the Warriors who's basically ready to go, if you if you were sitting there at five instead of two, you might say, well, maybe normally we would take a high upside freshman guy, yep. like you know that we don't know too much about. That you know maybe he's got upside but didn't didn't reach it for whatever reason. You might say, okay, or an international guy. You might not take an international guy like the Denny Avija from Israel. It would be someone who. Uh, for them, I think doesn't have to contribute right away like it would for other teams yeah. in the top, you know, ten really. Who who they their top ten pick like they say you're going to come in, you're going to start, you're going to you're going to yeah. play meaningful minutes. The Warriors will not have to worry about that. Yeah. The guy I was thinking of when when coming to this, I was saying instead of taking a, a high upside young guy, you might look at a guy like Obi Toppin. Yeah, you might look at him say he's 22 years old instead of 18 years old, 19 years old. He's you know he has his you know his offensive production is going to be uh, great just right off the bat like you might overlook his defensive downsides and just say this guy is going to contribute right away he's smart he's more experienced we can bring him in in a short off season we can just plug him in and play yeah I think um that de- the defense I've, I've heard that on Obi Toppin his defense isn't that good but that's one of those things where uh, if you get on a rookie and his effort level, when you're that type of athlete and that type of skilled player, you can work and get better defense. It's not like someone who comes in doesn't have a shot, or someone who is you know looks less athletic to the eye as to compare to someone else. He can come in, he can play some defense if he chooses to. Yeah, effort is the first is like the first part of defense. absolutely like effort and being able to move, move your feet. Yeah, it also to move your feet. Come on, Javon Carter teaches a school in this somewhere. I'm sure to little kids. It's it can't. He should he, if he doesn't. If he doesn't listen or get out of retirement, I mean, he'll be a great defensive coach somewhere. But absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about his defense. Uh, if it's, we'll find out early if it's that big of a liability. Yeah. It, I mean, I mean, I mean, listen. If he's putting up numbers on offense, you'll forgive the defense a little bit. I mean, yeah. this guy's supposed to be. Not, we don't know if he's a great scorer. Obviously, you know, college NBA. It, so the comparison changes. that I that I heard was uh, Amari Stoudemire, which I didn't mm. really watch a lot of college basketball this year. But when I heard that, it was that yes. was such a unique name to pop out at me. I was like, wow. and Amari Stoudemire with with like a, a a jump shot. Yeah, wow. He can shoot the ball. Like that's kind I've, of I've seen some highlights and like thinking of that. I'm like, okay, based like the I mean, very limited of what I've seen because mm-hmm. you know he didn't super didn't. athletic power forward yep. like. It just dunks the ball on everyone. It, he's going to give you a a lot on offense, like just right away. Yeah. So that's and he's projected to go in like the four to eight range. So, but you have that top three in the draft. Uh, Lamelo Ball is 
projected to is the guy in this draft. He's among most NBA teams, it seems like he's the number one guy. If the Timberwolves don't trade a number one, they'll most likely take LaMelo Ball, which mm-hmm. kind of leading in leading up to this like last year or two when we were the name, you know, LaMelo started popping up when in the NBA draft circles, people were talking about him being really highly rated and it was sort of like is this is this fake hype? Is LaMelo right. Ball actually this good? Cuz yeah, yeah, it's the same like it's the Ball brothers, that right. family, you just that name gets thrown out. Uh, people on Twitter, like, you know, not anymore Lakers fans, but, you know, it's just, oh, my gosh, you know, Lonzo this and this. It's, yeah. But, but I, apparently he's good. He's I, seen, I haven't yeah, seen him. From what I've seen, he is, like, he's got, he is a, even, maybe even more so than Lonzo, just an incredible passer. Wow. Like, he is an insane, like, I've heard, mul- like, I'll listen to Zach Lowe on the Low Post, these different places genius passer is the type is the word i've heard multiple wow. times and that's insane that you've gotten multiple both brothers have that sort of insane uh ability then there's there's questions about his defense and his shooting mm. but from what it's i the, those 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 ball boys they they're shooting for every reason it's almost like they were yeah. taught the, the strangest so way to shoot <laughs> it it seems like uh lamello's issue is shot selection more so than just straight up being able to shoot the ball and his defense is you know what i've heard explanation might be you know he's never been in a winning environment where he really had to take defense that seriously right which if he goes to minnesota i don't know Mm. if that's going to be the the right one but um and he's not i mean he's in terms of stature he's not you know i wouldn't necessarily call him big uh he's very lanky he's very that's the thing he's the Trey Young comparison is not uh, mm. far off, but in terms of like body type or player? in terms of player type, in okay. terms of you know really passes the ball really well, takes yeah. these long thirty foot jump shots. The defense isn't really there, uh, but the difference is Lamelo Ball is six seven, right? And Trey Young's like six. Yeah, he's foot, long. Six yes, yeah. He's not so, imposing, but he's long. Yeah, so that's a big. Di- so it seems like Lamelo is the guy in this draft. Uh, one of the teams. The surprising team I heard on the low post was that OKC was looking at, was had called about the number one pick. Now, mm. what they were willing to give up, different story. But if that were to happen, that would really <laughs> throw <thing>. Chris Paul. <laughs> Listen, I mean, Chris, they're trying to sure. get Chris Paul out of there, right? Like, he, yeah. they're, they're going to get something for him. Like, he's out. If I'm the he's Timberwolves, not, he's, not, he's not there next season. If I'm the right? Timberwolves, you say Chris Paul and you know Chris Paul, whatever picks, you know, whatever money you have to match it with. I'm like, okay, I'll listen to that. Because if you Chris Paul, D'Angelo Russell, yeah, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, that's as opposed to the big three of like under twenty five guys that looks like they're gonna have if they don't trade it is Lamelo, D'Angelo, and and Cat. Mm. Three not good defenders. Yeah, that's yeah. that's gonna be rough. They got to surround them with some defense. Uh, I, but those guys on offense is gonna be really great. Mm-hmm. I think the thing with Chris Paul is that. He's a guy who can help a team that's almost there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those those teams will get they'll get a haul for that. Um, like you wonder, he would be a quick fix for Milwaukee maybe for thing, a season ha- or two, yeah. maybe. And like if like you're saying, Giannis is here for only so much longer. Let's what what can we trade for right now that would push us to that part? And I think Chris Paul is probably the best option for them right now. And that's what the, I've, from what I've been hearing, Milwaukee's not really going after Chris Paul. And I'm to me, I'm like, why not? Why not try? 
yeah. present an offer, like do something. Like I don't. Yeah, like OKC could probably get something better than what you know. Milwaukee probably gives you Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, Ursani Yasova, and something to make the money match. Like DJ Wilson, that's the kind of players you're going to get. And then you know a pick or two, a couple, whatever. You know, two picks maybe. Yeah. It'd have to be multiple because the pit. You know, the pick's not going to be great. It's going to yeah. be. It's going to be like a top. Yeah. Third, probably top thirty pick. Really, yeah. I mean, like twenty you, to thirty. Yeah, like obviously you could get a better haul than that. Like those are just kind of role players, aging. Eric Bledsoe, you know, not really living up to that contract. One year into it, that extension that Milwaukee gave him, mm. like you could probably get like Eric Bledsoe is the best part of that deal. I'm sure you could get a better player than Eric Bledsoe for Chris right, Paul. Right. You just wonder what um. I'm not saying I'm not saying the Sixers are ever going to go after Chris Paul right now. That's not that's not going to happen. But you just wonder like what moves uh, they should. Uh, yeah, I mean maybe yeah, I don't I just don't see it. I've heard rumors with James Harden, but that's just because Daryl Morey, Morey went to. I saw that. Yeah, the, I saw that. The headline was that the 76ers are going to pursue James Harden, I, and I said I'm going to pursue James Harden too. Now, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like the Rockets aren't giving up James Harden. <laughs> no, like are they, yeah, that's not dumb. yet at least. That that's that's people simple minded saying Daryl Morey went to the Sixers, so that must mean he's gonna get James Harden. No, it's not how that works. Well, it, it's re- well, really, what it is to me is uh, it's it's Daryl Morey saying I want James Harden, and it's me saying yeah, I want to marry Zendaya. <laughs> That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Oh, man. Trade for LeBron while you're at it. Yeah. Let's bring them all in, you know? Right? I just, man, Daryl Morey coming in. They should have just brought D'Antoni with him, honestly. Just go all in there. Just yeah. make the ro- make the Sixers the Rockets. They can lose in the conference finals instead that been of the, the uh, see, semifinals. I really wanted to see that. I heard D'Antoni to the Sixers being rumored. I was like, I really want to see this. The D'Antoni's spreading the floor, you know, all that all that stuff yeah. with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. <laughs> it would have been really funny. It, what's weird is D'Antoni is an assistant on the Nets. Yeah. And Steve Nash is the head coach. You'd think that would be flipped. That was very confusing. Why is that not I the other way around? What, I don't know what that's all about. Is the, is is Na- Steve Nash supposed to be a flashy, attractive name for basketball fans and Nets fans? And then D'Antoni's kind of like the shadow head coach? Because I, I can't imagine that- Steve Nash is going to come in and handle the team and coach the team, and at the same level D'Antoni could with his experience. So, from what I, if I remember correctly, I think this was Steve Nash that said he wanted to build his staff like he had an offensive and defensive coordinator. Okay. Which, D'Antoni would be your offensive guy. It <laughs> yes. sounds like Jock Vaughn, who was the interim coach, would be your defensive guy. So, that's an interesting stat. Also, player development coach, we're just, we just brought him up, Amari Stoudemire. Oh, yeah. So it's really just the, the old, uh, the mid-2000s uh, sons. It really is. Just bring them all in. Except with uh, KD, Kyrie. Oh. And, of course, they're going to try to make a move. I think, you know, sp- they got a lot of pieces they can move for, like, a third star. Like I said, I think if we brought this up before, like, Bradley Beal would, is the name everyone pops out. Like, oh, tra- the next star to be traded, right. Bradley Beal. But, no, it sounds like Drew Holiday is actually the next guy. Yeah. So that came out that the the – Pelicans were shopping him around. That's a guy that would make sense for the Nets. The Nets are interesting because they got, obviously, you know, KD, even post-injury is going to be great. Um, they got Kyrie, which is the other big name that offseason. That, that's a great duo, but people forget, like, what Kyrie has looked like since he left Cleveland. And it hasn't been 
superstar amazing talent like we saw See, when what, he was with LeBron. Well, what it, Kyrie, since he's left Cleveland, he got what he wanted, which was he wanted to be the number one guy. He got two years of that in Boston, off and on with injuries. Uh, you know, he missed some playoff games there and there. He got a bit of it in Brooklyn before he got injured. And I think we've seen that there is a very hard ceiling on a team with Kyrie Irving as its number one guy. Right. And it's not a championship team. But you get Kevin Durant. Mm. If Kevin Durant is 90 or 90% or more of what he was, that's, that's your number one guy. Kyrie's your number two. And then, you know, right now they've got Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, uh, Joe Harris is free agent, but obviously they'll probably try to bring him back. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, right? all these guys. So, And those are some pieces that you can trade. Like I can see Spencer Dinwiddie being traded for sure, him or Karis LeVert. I just uh, think if you're competing for a title, I can they, that, that roster can get out of the East. It might not be easy against, you mm-hmm. know, Bucks, Heat, maybe Sixers, but I'm not so I'm never, you know, I'm off right. the Sixers boat right now. But um that's a team that can get out of the East, but just with that roster is it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um one of the best. I just they can't there there's too many good teams in the West. The Warriors are gonna be back in the mix now. The Lakers, even I mean even the Clippers, what a what a mess that was this past really just in the bubble. Um, that's still a team that could beat the Nets, if you ask me. To me, uh, Drew Holiday to the Nets is a kind of no-brainer. Like, really makes a lot of sense, right? Because you could very easily just say, "Give, uh, we'll give you Karis LeVert." A Karis LeVert's a really good player that could get you something really good. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday is an All-Star, uh, you know, borderline All-Star level guy who's always all defense. He can handle the ball, you know, take some take some pressure off of KD and and Kyrie. And that's a good swap. Like, Karis LeVert needs the ball. Karis LeVert was so good for the Nets once Kyrie was out and before Kyrie got there. And you add KD into the mix, LeVert is a guy that's going to need the ball in his hands. And, I mean, you can have him, like, run the bench unit, but that's going to limit him. And then you got Dinwiddie, another ball handler. So, to me, you just say, Karis LeVert for Drew Holiday. Maybe, Maybe you throw in... Obviously, there's been talk of them trading Jared Allen as well. I think Jared Allen is better than DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, just oh, just straight up, um, whatever it's you know. And especially when you consider where they're at in their careers, I mean, yeah. Jared Allen's still getting better. DeAndre Jordan obviously in decline past yeah. his prime. I think Lavert and Holiday have pretty similar salaries. It, you don't have to throw in a lot either way to make the salaries add up. Uh, that seems like a no-brainer swap to me. You can right. get Karis LeVert in New Orleans. That gets you another guy to, uh, another scorer to go with Brandon Ingram, you know, with uh, Lonzo and Zion. That's That would be a really good team right there. Yeah, the thing with the Nets, if I'm looking at it, is you go down their roster and you think there, there's some depth here, right? But we look at what happened. Obviously, it was the bubble. It's not a perfect example. But you look at the Lakers, who everyone... You know, very clearly top-heavy roster. But the two at the top were really good. Yeah. Um, and then you say, well, let, who were they beating or who didn't make it or who did they beat? Um, you look at the Clippers, who people said, well, the Clippers, they are, they got a pretty good top of the roster, but they have depth. The Clippers did not make it. They played the Heat. Obviously, the Heat had injuries, but overall, that roster 
you know, both teams have their bench on the floor, you'd say that, well, the Heat, they got an edge here. Obviously, AD LeBron splitting, splitting some minutes there. But um, just looking at this last year, I think you'd rather have another star than depth. Yeah. At the end of the day. I, I mean, you get into the playoffs. You your need, stars your, are, you need your, some depth guys. Your stars but... are coming in in the playoffs. If they're healthy, they're playing like 42 minutes a yeah, game. Yeah, you're you're whittling down your bench in, yes. in the in the playoffs. You're going maybe you were playing a nine, ten man rotation in the regular season. You're going down to an eight, seven man rotation in the in the playoffs. Right. And during the season is I mean, you're gonna need cer- a certain amount of role players to win you the title along with mm-hmm. your your top guys. And if you have those right role players during the regular season, that those role players with those top guys are good enough to get you a top two, top three seed, which is all you need, really. Uh, especially considering next off se- next postseason, there probably won't be many fans still, so you're not too worried about home court. Um, mm-hmm. And we might go back to a bubble for the postseason at that point too. So yeah, um, I'm really, I'm just, I'm making a top heavy team because that seems to be what the formula is now. Yeah, obviously it's a little different with the Lakers because their top two is. LeBron yes, and the Lakers Anthony top Davis, two is it's great. Two of the top five players in the NBA. What I'm saying is, but, is yeah. KD who is w- that level, even yep. off, I'm even off of injury. He he loses a step or two, he's still up there. He's, I mean, he can shoot the lights out. Definitely. He's not going to lose. He's almost definitely not going to lose that ability. Um, Kyrie, who's not that top level, but he's almost. And then you get Kyrie and another guy on Kyrie's level. That three combined mm-hmm. is going to be enough. I don't think there's a, a Drew Holiday is not that level, but when I'm thinking about it, I don't know if there is a guy on that level that's going to be available. But Drew Holiday is, you know, third tier guy. Yeah. And in terms of the NBA players, you know, third tier, fourth tier, something like that. So, and that he adds a different element than a Karis Levert. Like you could say Karis Levert's not that much worse than Drew Holiday overall, but he gives you a different dimension. I think he I gives think- you the lockdown defense. And mm-hmm. he doesn't need the ball. He doesn't need the ball the way that Karis LeVert does. Yes, I think that's one of those things where put it into the context of two K ratings. Let's say both those guys have the same overall rating, but it's what do I need more on this team right now? Yeah. And I think it's it's Drew Holiday, great defender. Yeah. Um, he's gonna give you enough shooting to just kind of complement the rest of it, which that's all mm-hmm. he's gonna need. He's not gonna have the ball in his hands as a, a playmaker. Uh, the whole game. So, so let's yeah. So let's say you trade Lavert and Jared Allen for Drew Holiday. Mm. You've got KD, Kyrie, Drew, DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie. Let's say you bring back Joe Harris. That's six. That's six guys right there. That's in your rotation. That's yep. pretty good. You got, sign another guy or two in free agency. Maybe there's a couple guys on the team that I'm forgetting about. I think I think past your six, you can go for cheap veterans who can shoot. That's that's literally what I'm going for. Yeah, that's um. I believe Torian Prince is also on this team. He's a solid. He's a solid. Yeah. Player. Oh yeah. So I mean, that's that's seven at that point. You don't yeah. need much more after that. No, not really. Those guys, those guys at the end, they'll get you. Uh, you want those to be decent guys for a couple more wins in the regular season, and that's all they're you're really using them for. Yeah, you got a uh, Rod Karuks also on this team. If they were to keep uh Timothy Luawu Cabarro, who was really good in the bubble, uh. They got Garrett Temple. I believe he's a free agent again this year. But you got it. You got enough. That's enough depth there. Absolutely. And this is going to be a team that might be sneaky good in the playoffs because their seed might not end up being that great. Because you mm-hmm. imagine KD coming off injury, even with all the time he's had with the you know extended off season bubble, late start, whatever. 
um, he's going to have a decent amount of nights off. Yeah. Kyrie, with his injury history in recent years, he's going to have a decent amount of nights off. You just need enough guys to get you past some bad teams during the season yeah. to to get you maybe a four seed. And I think that's where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be a tough four seed when they get there. Yeah. They'll probably be a four seed because we've said it on the show now. Yes. And we are always correct. So, yeah, the draft is next Wednesday. We can get into it. We can, you know, maybe we'll spend a little bit of time in the next week looking at, you know, looking at the draft, thinking about it, you know. We'll probably talk more about free agency as it happens, free agency and trades as they happen, rather than looking forward to them, uh, other than just talking about Drew Holiday right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a kind of a weak free agent class on its own, just the straight-up straight, straight up free agents. There could be some trades that happen. Yeah. This whole offseason is really just... It's going to be a it's mad a thing, dash. It's a good thing. It's going to be... Luckily, it's short, because the names moving aren't going to be crazy yeah. like it's been. Yeah. So... Uh, if there's any off season to be yeah. short, it's it's this one. So yeah, the thing to look with the we'll talk about the draft more next week. But the thing to look look at there is there's the top three obvious guys: Lamelo, James Wiseman, the center from Memphis, and Anthony Edwards, the guard from Georgia. I will just put it out there. We can I'll bring it back up next week. But the guy to me is the one to look for outside of that top three: Onyeka Okongwu, the center from USC. The Bam Adebayo comparisons are warranted. Oh, he is very much like Bam Adebayo. Now, if he can, that's it. Just if he can develop is the question. But yeah. if he has the pieces there, Bam had coming out of college, yes. still a solid me, player. <laughs> to me, he's the he's the one. He's if the I name. can't, if I could only get one player from this draft class, and I'm including Lamelo, I, I want Okongwu. Wow, steal the, the draft. Other. There's always one. He's actually projected to go as high as three, because the Hornets apparently, you know, they want a center. If Wiseman goes number two to the Warriors, which it sounds like he very well could, then they might just over. They might just go over. You know, picking Anthony Edwards, another guard, when they already have Graham and Rozier. Mm. They might look at Okongwu, and I think if they do that, it'd be a very good decision. I think it'll go seventh or ninth. It'll be on either side of the Knicks pick. If he fall, if. If he falls to nine to the Wizards, that's great pick for them. Oh yeah. So yeah. The, oh, who was it that I heard for the Knicks? Obi Toppin. If Obi Toppin gets to the Knicks, they're going to pick him. That's what I heard because I, I believe Leon Rose was the guy that got uh, Obi Toppin to Dayton. Okay. Or might be I may be uh, forgetting exactly what the connection is there, but there is a connection between. Obi Toppin and Leon Rose. I really haven't looked into the, the draft much, much because once the uh, Knicks got the eighth pick, I just totally checked out. That's fair. Yeah, if it's not top four. Should. I'm just I'm out. Yeah. It's that's it. So yeah, we'll look we'll look into that more. Yeah. So next week we'll be a day away from free agents, or a day away from the draft. Wow. Three days away from free agency. Big week. So yeah, and maybe sometime in the middle of this week, uh, the trade embargo will be lifted and. Drew Holiday might go somewhere. Victor Oladipo might go somewhere. Uh, Maybe Chris Paul. Chris Paul might go somewhere. We'll see if the number one or number two picks are traded, if the Timberwolves or Warriors trade down or trade it for a player. Mm. See what happens. Should be interesting. So, yeah, a lot of basketball talk. A lot more of than I expected talk. it to be. And yeah. we'll, get it. we'll have more next week, too. Very shockingly quick in terms of when the season ended and what we're already talking about. Right. Just right, right into it. Uh, that's, that's COVID year for you. 
yeah covid life so i think we'll go just transition a good transition point is just go right into sticks picks well for the nfl uh we'll get we can get into last week's games after that and then we'll you know maybe talk a little bit more about next week's games the games that you're about to pick right but as we stand fire it up here all right here we go we'll go into what week is this week this 10 is week 10 of sticks picks good lord yeah week crazy. 10 we are already there yeah crazier so we go week 10 sticks picks here we go Whew, we got a busy week this week, boys. Uh, we are 64 and 37 overall, 9 and 5 last week. Bit of a bounce back week, which is pretty good. Got a lot of games. Let's get into it. Thursday night football, Titans, Colts. Titans are better. They're at home on a Thursday. It's an easy pick. Titans. Fun matchup. Sunday, 1 o'clock. Little note here all 1 o'clock games are on Fox because of the Masters on CBS, which means we have more late games than early games. <laughs> Five early, six late. It's going to be really fun, actually. I like Golf. it. I like it split more. Golf. Browns, Texans. I'm um, still not totally tor- still not man. I can't talk. I'm still not totally sure what to expect from the Browns every week, uh, but they should win this game. Lions, Washington, protect your legs, Alex Smith, please. Keep to leave. Lions win. <laughs> Keep to leave. Packers, Jags. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw for four touchdowns in this game, I'll be very disappointed. Packed by 20. Eagles, oh, yeah. Giants. Eagles gonna get to four, four, and one this week. Ooh, Big mark for them. 500. Yeah, kind of. I guess tie. I don't know. Literally. Bucks, Panthers. Panthers know how to make a game close. But I think the Bucks bounce back. They win by a touchdown. Four o'clock games. That was quick. Raiders, Broncos. The AFC West games are wild. I expect nothing different here. Raiders win in a weird one. Dolphins, Chargers. First it was Tua versus Kyler. Now Tua versus Herbert. Chargers lose a close Ooh. game again. Bills, Cardinals. This should be an interesting one. I like the Bills here. I don't know why. I just feel it. Sure. Steelers, Bengals. COVID alert. This game, <laughs> this game will probably be ugly regardless of Ben's status. I think he'll probably play. I don't know. He's been negative so far. Uh, it's what the Steelers do. They play ugly. Burrow plays well in a loss. Sorry. Seahawks, Rams. Yet another intriguing game on the week week ten slate. I like a lot of these matchups this week, especially the four o'clock window. Seahawks turn it around. Saints, 49ers. Niners are a mess. Maga Breeze comes through once again. Nah. Sunday night football. Ravens, Patriots. The Pats are going to get their skulls caved in. Monday Night yes, Football, sir. Vikings, Bears. Dalvin Cook is unstoppable. Vikings roll. Those are sticks picks. Week 10. You saying the Bears go to 5-5 five and five from 5-1? Five and one? I Is that what I said? <laughs> Did you say the Bears win? I don't know. The Bears lose to the Vikings. Dalvin yeah. Cook. Dalvin Cook's putting up like 200 yards from scrimmage every game. It's unreal. Like The Vi- Vikings are playing pretty well. I remembered that three weeks ago, I thought it might have been two, but it's three weeks ago, we talked about what the playoff picture was looking like. And in the NFC specifically, the Bears were sitting at 5-1. and one, Oof. And they would have been the, they would be the two seed. They would have been the two seed coming out of week six. And we mentioned that the Saints at that point would have been on the outside looking in. Even with the extra playoff team, they would have been the eight seed in the NFC at that point. Mm. Now the, three weeks later, the, <laughs> the, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears are look on the outside looking in, and the Saints are currently your number one seed in the NFC. Whoa, that happened quick. Wow that that Sunday night game where they just pummeled the Buccaneers really swung things in a completely different direction. Now the Buccaneers look like frauds. Now the Saints look like they're back. Saints won five straight games. 
Five in a row. That's really a sneaky five-game winning streak, I got to say. Really? I, yeah. haven't, I mean, it hasn't been impressive, but... Um, no. Uh, I mean, obviously, so they were Sunday, one, they Sunday, started one and Sunday two. was impressive, but they started one that, and two. close game against the Bears, different, you know, Panthers close game. So, yeah, look out for the Saints. Um, yeah, the playoff picture is really just shifting a lot every week. There's wild. a lot. The Dolphins of, are still in there. Several teams at the top. The Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins might make it here. They could. If the, you listen, there's a lot of teams in there. There's a lot of teams in the mix. Yeah, but I mean, I'm looking who's below the Dolphins right now, all right? Browns, Colts, Broncos, and then it's New England. And I don't think New England's a threat. Don't no. think the Broncos are a threat. Colts, maybe. Browns, Colts and Browns are kind of the same level. Five and three. Neither is that impressive. Miami's. I have to take Dolphins right now over the Browns and the Colts. Absolutely. Um, and above, and above Miami is the Raiders, who can beat the Chiefs, but you know can't beat a lot of other teams. Um, yeah. I don't know what to think about the Raiders either. That's one of those. One of those Once teams. again, still, we're sitting at a point where the AFC has five really solid or better teams that are sitting with two losses or less. Yeah. So the Steelers are still at 8-0, and oh, which, ugh. <laughs> the Chiefs at 8-1, and one, the Bills at 7-2, and two, and the Titans at 6-2, and two, and then the Ravens at 6-2 and two might end up being your, your five seed. The Ravens could win 12 games and not get a home playoff game. I will say of the, uh, let's say the top seven teams right now, best strength of schedule is the Raiders, 588 mm. win percentage. They have the best strength of victory of any of those teams as well. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So best, then, yeah. Best, you know what has the uh, worst strength of victory among those teams? It's the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Yeah. So you're sitting, yeah. All those, fi- all these five and three teams that you got sitting that are, you know, going to be maneuvering for these last yeah. two, maybe three, if there's games canceled, which we just mm. saw that was pr- approved today. Yeah, that if games are canceled, there will be uh, sixteen teams instead of uh, fourteen in the NFL playoffs. So we could see an extra four teams in this year's playoffs compared to last year's. Which would be funny if, like, you obviously the NFL trade deadline isn't quite as active as other sports, but imagine. Yeah. You sell off some stuff at the trade deadline, and you still miss the playoffs by a little bit, and you're like, man, <laughs> we could have been in. They added the team after the deadline. Yeah. So you're looking at the, after the Ravens, you've got, yeah, the Raiders, Dolphins, Browns, Colts, all sitting at five yep. and three. So, so really, I either mean, two, you know, two of those three, two of those four can get in, maybe three. Uh, if I had to take right now, well, obviously, if I had to say right now, one of those teams is going to be outside looking in. The Browns. Yeah. And then maybe I'll say the the Raiders. The Raiders? I really I can't, know. I can't get hard. a beat. Can't They're get really a beat in that Raiders. in between. That The Raiders are really in that in-between stage. Like, they're not, they're not frauds like the Colts or the Browns, but they're not legit contenders like the Ravens or the Titans. So the, the, the Raiders... This is a three-week span. These these are three team important teams they've played. They lost to the Bills by seven. They beat the Chiefs by eight, and then they lost to the Buccaneers by twenty-five. That's rough. Um, just be, clinched a real close game against the Chargers on the last play that was overturned this past weekend. Which the Chargers play close games. Um, then they have the Broncos. Uh, this coming week, so I don't. It's, yeah. it's just I can't get a beat on the Raiders. I don't. No, I don't understand hard. them. 
Uh, they do have the Chiefs again at home. That'll be a Sunday night game. That'll be big. Other than that, though, schedule, they got the Colts. Got the Dol- – oh, man. Weeks uh, 16, Dolphins, Raiders. Could be very Ooh, important. That could. So, yeah, the Ra- are the Raiders for real? The question we ask every year. Um, and we still don't have an answer. We still don't have an answer. We are in week, going into week 10, and I just I have no clue how good they yeah. are. The Browns are five and three. I'm like, okay, they're just kind of sure. They're yeah. five and like they're five and three, five and four maybe. Like it's that's, like you look at the Browns and you're like, this is not a bad team, but also it's the Browns, so they could fall apart at any moment. And their quarterback is wildly inconsistent. Yep. Um, he has weirdly has better numbers at times when he loses his top receiver. It just doesn't make sense. No. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about this slate this week because of the five games early and six late. I think that's way more entertaining in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if you're just looking at that. Four o'clock slate. Four o'clock slate is, in my opinion, really good. At are you seeing on ESPN the listing? The Cardinals are listed as minus one thirty. Is that because is it a toss up? Is it a pick 'em and they're blessed listing just the money line? This, there's no spread listed. That's on interesting. Here. They don't have spread listed. So the Cardinals are another interesting team to me. Yes, because obviously Kyler Murray the last couple weeks has been on a roll. Mm-hmm. But obviously, this week against the, D- the Dolphins, they weren't able to, they weren't able to get it done in the end. Their kicker Zane Gonzalez had a chance <laughs> to make a game tying field goal from forty nine yards, and it came up short. I don't understand that. Since when do NFL kickers come up short on field goals less than fifty yards? I mean, high schoolers can kick it like close to forty five yards. I mean, kind of, it was on the money, like down the middle would have been would have made it in would have made it through the uprights, but it it was short. Was he like uh the on the old the old Madden kick thing where it's you, you line up your accuracy too much and then you, you lose power. Is that what it is? Like, yeah, I, don't I don't know. It's yeah, I don't I've never seen a forty nine yarder come short in the NFL like that. It was really strange. No. Um, it wasn't it wasn't quite as bad as the uh the Panthers 67 yarder to try to win the game. That was really that, that was, was an interesting idea. Yeah, that that was I felt bad for the kicker. I mean, what a terrible decision. Do you really think you have a better chance of com- making a 67 yard field goal than you do completing a Hail Mary? I mean, obviously I the, obviously both are very low. But to be fair to him, the field goal didn't end up it ended up looking like it could have maybe been long enough. But the thing was, you couldn't tell because it was so far it was, wide right. Yes. Because you just put net. all of his energy into kicking it far instead of kicking it straight. Yeah, which, I mean, in that situation, hey, listen, kick it as hard as you can and hope for the best. Yeah, That's obviously. That's really all you can do. Um, yeah, so, the, yeah, the, the Chiefs barely hanging on against the Panthers was an, one of the more interesting uh, outcomes the, of the, the day. The Panthers are a solid team. They got some, they got good coaching over there. Like some, Joe Brady is a, is a good, creative offensive coordinator. Maybe a year away, the Panthers. Maybe just need a little little extra boost to get in these. Yeah, close need games. a little extra something. They need the some. They need some more defense. Need a little more to help out. You know, you know, you could use a quarterback better than Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy's Teddy's fine. Yeah, Teddy. Fine. Oh man, Teddy looks really good. He's really yeah. coming back into his own. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Bills pretty much dominated the Seahawks. Oh yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine to talk about that one. Man, what happened to Russell Wilson? Russell huh? Wilson was MVP. turning it over left and right. M- Handily losing a quarterback battle to Josh Allen. I mean, they went down seventeen nothing, and from there, it's, he was just everything was being forced twenty four seven, twenty four ten at halftime. Uh, the Bill. I mean, the, the Seahawks defense terrible. Yeah, it turns out the Seahawks secondary is a really good uh, get right game for for quarterbacks. Yeah, Josh Allen was not doing well the last few weeks. 
Josh Allen <laughs> was 31 of 38, 415 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, I don't believe he had an interception. He did not. Maybe the Seahawks could should uh, consider trading two first round draft picks for a secondary player. Oof. Oof. How's that working out for you, Seattle? Yikes. Jamal Adams is ranked something like uh He's like 78 seven, yep. out of 92 rated safety. Yeah, on PFF. for PFF, Pro Football Focus, That's grading a... him in the 70s for safeties. Mm. You've given up uh, obviously, he's missed time with injury, but that's not looking good. It's well, not looking uh, good. Yeah. And Jamal Adams isn't exactly a coverage guy, so it's you know he's more of a uh, he's more of a in the box safety. You know that's his specialty at least. You know. Yeah. But, but still, man, come on. You can't be that type of that's player. A shame. Russell Wilson lost the MVP. Well, no, Buffalo. he really, yeah, he really did. Everyone's saying it's Mahomes now, as they should. Yeah. I think people have already started to real. I it's, think people have already come around on the idea that they were just kind of forgetting about Mahomes. And now that we're halfway through the season and we're like, oh, M- the Chiefs are eight and one, and Mahomes is, uh, he's still Mahomes. Yeah, he's. Let's uh, not forget that Mahomes uh, missed like three games with a dislocated knee last year, and that kind of hindered his MVP chances. Mm-hmm. Because me. When that happened, about a week into that happening, I was like, let me put, let me see the betting. I put a little action on uh, Pat Mahomes winning MVP because he only he was only going to miss three games. And so you come back, and it's, he's still Mahomes. You should still consider him for MVP. But this mm-hmm. year, it's looking like if things continue, Mahomes just might take home another one. He's on pace for uh, close to 5,000 yards, well over 40 touchdowns, two picks. He's he's throwing the ball sixty seven percent completion. The uh, Chiefs' offense. He's got a one fifteen like, quarterback rating or passer rating. His QBR is eighty two point seven. It's ridiculous. The Chiefs' offense just looks like it's on cruise control now. Le'Veon Bell is is been terrible, and it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they didn't they didn't need him. It looks like he might not even contribute anything. He had it, four carries for eight yards and one reception for negative five yards on Sunday. Didn't matter. No, absolutely not. Travis Kelsey had 159 yards. Tyreek Hill had 113 yards. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, Joe Flacco almost beat the Patriots. Oh man, that was fun. That was it, it, and it, that well, was the fun. weird thing about that is sometimes those games are close and they're bad, but that was like fairly well played. Yeah, <laughs> in terms, of, I mean, compared to for what those teams are, was, there's been a few games this year where we've it was a matchup between two pretty bad teams and we said don't watch that game and then it ended up being kind of entertaining close back and forth like the that uh, Eagles Giants game on Thursday on that one Thursday night yes where Daniel Jones should have had a 80 something yard touchdown run and tripped over his own feet it's hilarious that was really fun but yeah the uh the Jets had the ball for four plays in the fourth quarter for about a minute 40 and that was how that was that was it uh Patriots scored 13 unanswered in the fourth see that was fun for me because at the end of the game, I got to say, you know what? Either Joe Flacco is going to absolutely infuriate another one of his fan bases that he plays for by by leading them to a victory and taking them back into a uh, back out of you know letting the Jaguars get back into the race for Trevor Lawrence in the first pick, mm. or he's going to blow a lead to Cam Newton, and I'm going to have fun with that either way. So yeah. I got I got enjoyment out of that. Yeah, uh, Flacco was really good. Um, Rashawn Perryman was really good as well. That was that was more shocking for me. Joe Flacco uh, on the career all-time yards list, passing yards list, passed Joe Montana oh. last night. Jeez, that shows you what kind of era Joe let Montana played in. Let that sink in. 
Joe Flacco has more career passing yards than Joe Montana. Never, that never, tells you about ne- this era and the other era. Yeah, it does. Yeah, never tell me about passing yards on all-time lists. No. no, don't. Maybe single-season type type deals, but even then, that's that's skewed. Everything after about 2004, pass, passing yards. Like Derek Carr might finish like top 15, top 20 <laughs> all-time. Eli Manning's career. like top 10 in everything. Eli Manning is like 10th all-time in passing e- yards. Yeah. Philip Rivers is like 6th. Yeah, it's wild. So... Yeah, the P- Patriots fans on Twitter during that game at some point were saying, "Oh, where's it going to tank for Trevor Lawrence?" And I was like, "Nah, you're a little too good." Yeah, they're maybe just bench good Cam, and then maybe you can. Yeah, no, they three wins now. They're done. Like mm-hmm. three wins. That's you're. And out. the Jets still have none. Yeah, you're Jets, not. You yeah. can get into the race for uh, Zach Wilson from BYU. Mm. Listen, as the season can c- progresses, Zach Wilson from BYU. Looks like a legitimate top 10 pick in the draft. And BYU, it looks like they're going to cruise to an undefeated record, by the way. And they are already ranked in the top 10. They they just got a big win over Boise State. They blew out Boise State. Ranked Boise State. (laughs) Even though, you know, Boise lost their court. They were already out their starting quarterback, and their backup got hurt on the first possession, I believe. But... Those quarterbacks don't play defense, and BYU put up 50 on them. Yeah. So BYU's offense is something else. Really insane. Every time I look at their the scores of their game, I don't really watch them, but I, I check the scores because I'm always interested, and it'll be like early second quarter, 24 nothing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, there it is. They are already ranked number – they were already number nine. Let's see. Did they stay at number nine this week? They're up to number eight, Number actually. eight, yeah. And their last it, uh, two games are against North Alabama – God bless North Alabama. R.I.P. And then San Diego State. San Diego T- State's a pretty good team. That's a real. That's they're a, not BYU. A real team. <laughs> yes. BYU could probably win the Big Twelve this year. Yeah. We've uh, kind of transitioned <laughs> to the last. I might as well just go all into the college football here for a second. Liberty is undefeated, sitting at seven and zero as well now. Yeah. That was After they weird. beat Virginia Tech in a fashion that Virginia Tech, you got to fire Justin Fuente. Mm. You got to fire him. Four and three now. So, yeah, Virginia Tech would have had a game-winning blocked field goal touchdown, but Justin Fuente iced the kicker. <laughs> and Liberty got the kicker is the dumbest thing in sports. Liberty got to re-kick, and <laughs> they won the game. So now Liberty is ranked 22nd in the country. Coastal Carolina, you've got ranked in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, you got ranked at... Uh, I want to say seventh now. I think yeah, Florida yeah, jumped them well, after, well, well within the after beating beating Georgia handily. Got a lot of really weird teams. Indiana is ranked top ten. Oh, they really man, they've climbed very quickly. Yes, jumped three spots last week. So, yeah. In terms of this week's college football game, obviously half the games are getting canceled. Apparently, you know, yeah. SEC um, Auburn Mississippi State's also been postponed. You already got three SEC games that are out. Um, even before then, the big noon Saturday game for Fox is WVU TCU. Terrible game. That's how you know it's a really bad week of college football. Let's see. You got. I don't even think there's any interesting games here. I mean, in terms of like ranked versus ranked, like you can turn it. You can tune into Indiana, Michigan State. See if <sighs> Indiana keeps it up. Jesus. Uh, if you have ESPNU, Coastal Carolina versus Troy might be interesting. 
That's that's kind of fun there. <laughs> that's, that's so sad when that's the <laughs> we're picking out the top games of the weekend. That's actually Troy is a legitimately pretty good team. Troy, you know, it's a nice good test program. for you know c- see if Coastal Carolina can stay undefeated. Shut it's up. on the ro- Coastal's going on the road. Coastal Coastal Carolina. I I tweeted this. Uh, I believe uh, I want to say yesterday. Fire Greg Roman, the Ravens. Hey Lamar. Lamar was back this week. Second half, 10 for 10 passing. Overall, only had four incompletions all game. They figured out what to do in the second half to get some points on the Colts. Still, fire Greg Roman. (laughs) Hire the head coach of Coastal Carolina. Their offense is very fun. If you want to watch some good shotgun option offense, that stuff is fun. They'll have multiple running backs in the backfield. they got motion everywhere. It is a lot of fun. So... If you're tuning into college football on noon on Saturday, watch some Coastal Carolina. They're playing a solid team, a solid team that they should still beat on the road. Nice test for them. Fun uniforms. It's not on, they're not at home for the, see their uh, their teal field or whatever. Uh, That's wild a shame. Field. Yeah, I'm looking to see if uh, Penn State or Nebraska can get their first win this week. They're playing each other. 0-3 oh, man. That's a man. Whoever loses that game, that's going to be really fun. Penn State needs to really hit the the emergency button if they lose to Nebraska. Penn State, three-and-a-half point favorite on the road. Three-and-a-half points? Against Nebraska. Three-and-a-half point favorite against Nebraska. Penn State. Nebraska's, this uh, is where we've Nebraska's leading passer on their team has 230 yards passing on the season. Penn State got blown off the field by Maryland. It's pathetic. Tua's brother, Talia. He's man. He's good. He's the new uh, the new Eli. <laughs> the He's got to make Eli. a name for himself. Yeah, that's Peyton's true. brother. To yeah. his brother. Whatever. And Mich- uh, Maryland plays Ohio State this week. We'll see what Talia <laughs> can do. <laughs> it's going to be tough. He's done. It's going to be tough. Uh, I hope they enjoyed their week. Uh, let's see. I don't know if we have any. Uh, we had a noon Pac-12 game. We had uh, last week. We had... <laughs> What a stupid thing. Arizona State USC playing at noon, so nine o'clock uh, local time. Like, is that ratings? do we have that again this week? It is just, honestly. It's so dumb. It's dude. so that we can get more eyes on the Pac-12 because they're always playing at night, and everyone's like, "Oh, the East, the Eastern Time uh, writers they don't watch the Pac-12." No, you know why the Pac-12? All of our guys, all of our guys lose the Heisman. Christian McCaffrey lost the Heisman oh. because he, the, no one watches the Pac-12 at night. Which, honestly, that specific one, fair. I think McCaffrey should have gotten it over Derrick Henry. But, but in general, it's you, you know why the Pac-12 that doesn't mean, that you know doesn't mean make twenty year olds play at nine in the morning. You know why the Pac-12 doesn't get ranked highly, doesn't get the big, big touted, you know, award season, you know, top quarterback, running back. It's because the Pac-12 is terrible. Okay, listen, you got Oregon, and where's Oregon ranked? Like what, eleventh? Very high. Yeah, but and what else? They haven't done it. They've literally played one game. They've played one game. They're probably going to be out of the rankings soon anyway. I mean, who who plays in the Pac-12 now? You're 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 like the Big 12. You're irrelevant almost. I'm looking at Pac-12 after dark. We got a uh, Cal and Arizona State. That actually sounds interesting to me. If that game doesn't get <laughs> doesn't get canceled. USC, you're ranked. You played one game. USC should have lost that game to Arizona State. Yeah. That was a late late comeback, you know. USC's frauds. And I, listen, I As said usual. you're worse than the Big 12. The Big 12 is actually better than you. Kind of it, yeah. And the Big 12 is terrible, I'm going to yeah. tell you right now. Terrible conference this year. Pac-12 should just just disband. Dissolve. Honestly, I, you shouldn't have come back. We would have thought highly of you if you didn't. Yeah. But instead, you're just you're juicing the money from the networks, playing at noon when it's, you know, 7.30. And all that Pac-12 network money. Oh, yeah. No one has the Pac-12 network. Why are you playing? 
Do we have put games on that? I don't even think they do. I have it. I, I don't watch it. No. Well, I mean, what am I going to... Barely know? anyone has it, and those that do don't know where it is or I, how to watch gonna it. Watch, or what, they're going to watch Oregon State versus Washington State. I was about to say, yeah, I went, well, Oregon State versus Arizona at 11.30 p.m. Ugh. Eastern time. Like, give me a break. Ugh. Gosh, what a joke. End the show. I'm sick. Good night. <laughs>